Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today I will be preaching on the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every last one of them. We will be here till 1.30, the hamburger luncheon, commencing at 2 p.m. In your bulletins and when you came in, you were handed a printout of these icons. I'd like for you to get them out because the icons really are going to assist in teaching us the message that our Lord has for us this morning. Today we celebrate the feast day of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And many of you may know and many of you may not know that the this feast day, this Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary is actually the beginning of the liturgical year of worship. It begins today. And interestingly enough, the liturgical calendar also ends with the feast day of our Lord's Mother, the feast day of her Assumption or the Dormition for the Eastern Rite. That is the end of the liturgical calendar. Why would a feast day of our Lord's Mother be the beginning and the end? It's very simple. Because through her and her conception, her nativity today, through her came salvation himself, Christ our God, our great hope. And then at the end of her days, when she would fall asleep in the Lord, as we just celebrated a little over a month ago, as she would fall asleep in the Lord, she would be raised from the dead by her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, which points us to again our great hope, our salvation, our resurrection by the power and life of the one who is the resurrection, the life Jesus Christ. And so you might say that these celebrations are the bookends of the good news, the bookends of the Holy Gospel. Today we celebrate her birth. You know, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, we say that there are many events, places, people that prefigured our Lord Jesus Christ. So when you look in the Old Testament, if you see Moses, for example, Moses was chosen by God to deliver his people out of bondage. Moses, therefore, prefigured what Christ would fulfill. We say this in a number of ways about our Lord Jesus Christ, but we can also say this by the so many teachings of the church illuminating us, that there are so many events and people and places in the Old Testament that also prefigure his mother. And on this day, the fathers speak greatly about many of those uh, times that she is prefigured by places and people and events in the Old Testament. We're going to focus on two today, which is why I gave you the icon that we'll look at, the icons that we'll look at in just a few short moments. The first narrative that we want to look at actually comes from a scripture that is read in the Orthodox Church in the surrounding services around the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It comes from Genesis in chapter 28. And in Genesis in chapter 28, this is where Jacob has the vision of the divine ladder. You remember that vision? God gives Jacob a vision, and Jacob sees a ladder that connects heaven to earth. He sees it all the way to heaven, all the way coming down to earth. And we're told in Genesis chapter 28 that on that ladder, there are angels descending from heaven to earth and from earth and back to heaven. And while Jacob is seeing this vision, God speaks to Jacob while he's beholding this wondrous sight. And here are the words of God to Jacob. He says, Jacob, behold, 
I am with you. Jacob's ladder prefig is prefigures the Blessed Virgin Mary. The church teaches us that she fulfills this vision. Why? Because through her very being, by her creation, by her purpose, and by her giving her will over to God, she would become the means by which Christ would descend from heaven and manifest his kingdom and his salvation in the earth, providing the very means by which that all of us could come out of the grips of the fall and ascend that ladder back into heaven. So she is seen as the ladder because Christ came down through her and lifts us up to himself. And I find it interesting that in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the Gospel writer quotes Isaiah. He quotes Gabriel, actually, quoting Isaiah that said, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Even at the Annunciation, the same words come to the Blessed Virgin Mary that came to Jacob when he saw the ladder. When Jacob saw the ladder, God said, Behold, I'm with you. And at the Annunciation, fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah, Emmanuel, God with us, through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so she is the ladder. Have a look at the icon of Jacob's ladder. There are a number of Jacob's ladder icons. Some represent our spiritual struggle and our salvation at earth. And some represent the Theotokos, the mother of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, as that ladder. And that's what you're looking at. You see the Theotokos and the Christ child attached to that ladder. And you see ascending and descending the angels of God. But look beneath. When they descend, they're coming for the benefit and the salvation of man. You can see one being enveloped in the angel's arms. The kingdom of God has come through her to bring salvation into the earth. My friends, when you look at that ladder, because always remember, any time that we look at the Blessed Virgin Mary and what the church teaches about her, we're actually learning about ourselves as Christ's church. If she is the ladder, my friends, you are the ladder. Listen to the words of St. Bede speak about this. St. Bede teaches... That not only the Blessed Virgin Mary is the ladder, she says, the ladder which Jacob saw is also the church, which has its birth here on earth, but its way of life is entirely in heaven. And by it, by the church, angels ascend and descend when through us the gospel, Jesus Christ, is revealed for the experience and the salvation of all. You and I, as Christ's holy church are the continuation of the divine ladder through which Christ comes and manifests himself for the salvation of all and brings those to himself that he calls to himself. In fact, St. Paul talks about this. He describes us as this ladder in this way in his second epistle to the Corinthians in chapter 5 when Jesus said, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And has now given us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation is the divine ladder. Christ comes through us. Opens up the kingdom of heaven to us and to all around us. And through the church, those come into that kingdom and ascend to our Lord Jesus Christ.
The second image that the church teaches of Mary from the Old Testament is the image of the temple. In the Old Testament, we find that God comes to his people while in the wilderness and he gets them to build for him. He creates through them a tabernacle. And this tabernacle would be created by his instruction to perfection. And that tabernacle, the reason he had them created is because he intended to literally dwell among mankind in that place. And we see the fulfillment of the tabernacle in the temple when King Solomon, the son of King David, would build it for the very same purpose. So that God, by his design, would have a place to live and dwell among his people and his people could come to him and experience him. My friends, on the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the church teaches us that God fashioned, even at her conception and today on her nativity, God fashioned for himself a perfect temple. Not one that wasn't in need of salvation, but one by his design. And he formed the Blessed Virgin Mary in the womb of Saint Anna. And he would fill that temple that womb entirely with himself. Christ our God dwelled within the Blessed Virgin Mary and by her will joined to God through the Blessed Virgin Mary, the God who dwelled in her was manifest to all. And so we look at her and we see her as the temple. But again, when we look at her, we see ourselves, my friends, you and I, not just the latter. You and I are the absolute temple. God Almighty in this earth. Look at the, look at the uh, icon of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Panagia. What I want you to see is the temple imagery that is in this. If you look at the, at the icon, on the top left and right, you see the six-winged cherubim and seraphim. And they're shown and they're written in this as if they are circling <coughs> Just as we see in the book of Revelation, how the cherubim and seraphim continually fly, we sing. And what are they singing? The thrice holy hymn. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And what are they doing? They're circling the Blessed Virgin Mary who has become the temple. Look at the Blessed Virgin Mary. Look at her hands. We spoke about this last night in Vespers. The Blessed Virgin Mary's hands are raised. They are raised and this means two things to us. One, they are raised in prayer, responding to God through the archangel Gabriel, saying, not my will, be it unto me as you will. And so also in the lifting of her hands, what does the church teach us? This is her offering of her entire self. She is offering herself to God. And the result of her offering herself so completely to the will of God now look inside of her. The Lord our God comes and he makes the Blessed Virgin Mary his holy habitation. He makes the Blessed Virgin Mary his temple, the place in which he would dwell and through which he would bring salvation. Do we not understand that this is his church? This is you, living stone. And when you're all joined together through all of us, Christ's church becomes the holy temple, the place in whom, not in a place, in whom the most high God dwells. 
Wherever you go, there God is present. Consider that. Wherever you go, there God is present. St. Paul says it himself in his first epistle to the Corinthians. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have from God. And you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Look again at the icons. My friends, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who we celebrate her nativity today, she was the latter through whom God descended to earth and manifest his kingdom for the salvation of all. You are that latter. I am that latter. We are that latter. We are the reconciling ministry on earth manifesting the kingdom of God that's in heaven that all might come into that blessed kingdom. The Blessed Virgin Mary was seen as the temple in whom Christ absolutely dwelled in her womb and through her came salvation. You and I are the temple. Let me ask you a question. If we really believe what we've heard today, if we believe that we are indeed the latter, that we are indeed the temple where God absolutely dwells within us, how might it change the way we live our life? How might it change the way we perceive life? The choices that we make in the midst of life, if we are the temple of God, if we are the ministry of reconciliation to those who are lost and in the grips of the fall and the horrors of it. What might change within us? I will tell you that one of Satan's greatest, greatest threats for us, one of his greatest deceits, is to keep us blind to who we truly have become. To where we focus our lives every week, every day, we focus our lives on the non-eternal, the mundane, the throes of this life, the chores of this life, the things that we must do, and all those things are very real and God knows it. But Satan wants to keep us deceived that that's all this is. And that you are nothing but frail and faulty flesh and blood. Because Satan knows that the moment God's people who have been baptized by the great high priest and have been forgiven of their sins and emptied of the fall of man and filled with the very divinity of God and the power of the resurrection that lives within us the moment we become aware and awakened and begin to live from our true identity, he is fallen again and again and again. And people experience the wondrous and living God and through our lives. Again, I go back to the prayer for myself. I encourage you to do the same. When it comes to this great identity that we see in the Blessed Virgin Mary bestowed upon us because salvation came through her. When we see this identity before us, what God says he has made us and refashioned us as his temple. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because I believe in all of us, there are degrees of unbelief where we're still in that deception. Being kept from the truth of our true identity. Everywhere you go, God is. And may you and all experience it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.